I'm going in search of witches. Witches? Witches. I guess you found me out, huh? Yeah. You should come around here on Halloween. You'd really see something then. Oh, yeah? Yeah, we all jump off the roof and fly. You know, sort of like a coven. We were placed fester under some strange sexual spell. At what time will we be spellcasting? Hey there, witches, and welcome to Moonstone Witchery, the podcast where we talk about spirituality and witchcraft in a modern context. My name is Rian Lockard, and I am the head witch here at Moonstone Witchery, and I'm super happy to be talking to you today. You can find me over on my website, moonstonewitchery.com, or on Instagram at moonstone underscore witchery. And please come find me, do a Facebook search for my little group. I have a group and a page. The group is the one I'm like chatting to y'all about right now. Find me in my little group called Moonstone Witchery, um, pretty yellow background, which for the cover page, um, we are chatting and building nice spiritual connection. It's a nice little tight knit group right now, and I'm kind of loving that actually. So find us there if you're on Facebook and let's have some spiritual conversations. All right, cool. So today I want to chat with you about... um, starter witchcraft i did make a little post in my in the group i was just referencing and i was saying what do you guys want me to talk about um what's coming up for you what would you like more information around and one of the responses was i am a new witch i am a baby witch i am just starting out on embracing my spiritual path and my witchy side and i want to know how can i get involved with witchcraft, witch work, et cetera, on a more daily basis? Like how can I incorporate it into my everyday life? And how can I do that without becoming like completely overwhelmed? (laughs) So this is a great question. I get so many questions from people starting out on the path of witch work. Everyone wants to know, where do I begin? I really think I made a podcast about this before, but who knows? Um, What I want to say is two things. One There's no specific place to begin. And number two, um, I personally am a really strong believer in the fact that I like it when my spirituality is kind of an everyday experience. I really like having a sense that I am connected all the time. I'm not that into... um, And this is just for me. If you are different than this, that doesn't mean you're doing it wrong. That means that that's what works for you. Sometimes the person who is like the loudest or the most self-confident or who is just sort of the one that's talking the most or has the microphone in their hand, sometimes we we mistake that for authority or like excessive amounts of knowledge. And what I want to say is like just because I'm saying a thing doesn't mean that that's like the right thing for you. The one thing I like about spirituality in general, even religions like this, even organized religions like this, if you are a member of an organized religion or if you're just a spiritual person, is that like everybody has their own process. Everybody has their own way of connecting. And that's due to a lot of factors, right? Um, If we are going to accept the concept that there is like a 
immortal soul or an energy that continues on or like the I like to call it like the universal life force energy that resides within all things. And in that I even include like inanimate objects. Um, If we're to talk about that and acknowledge that there's the existence of some kind of universal life force energy like that, that life force energy, aka your soul, aka your spirit, aka like your higher self, like the energetic manifestation of you, whatever it might be, if that energy or essence exists, then she has to express herself in a variety of ways. But what one of the things that she's doing is she is expressing herself through your human form. So it's almost like we are wearing like virtual reality goggles, like our little soul has like put on her virtual reality goggles. I wonder if she's doing it in like a Dave and Buster's and there's all these other little souls like spectating and watching the whole thing go down. And they're all like, oh, wouldn't have made that decision, you know? Have you ever seen those people doing virtual reality and you just kind of stop and get mesmerized and captivated by it for a few minutes? So maybe that's what like the souls are doing. They're all like watching, watching whatever my soul is wearing her virtual reality goggles and they're all like, uh-oh, what's happening over there now? Uh-oh, the witch is mad. What I'm saying is, Imagine that the that your universal life force energy is like wearing its little cute goggles and it put on its virtual reality and now it has to filter what it's trying to do through the limitations of the avatar on the screen, right? Like it's like we're playing a video game or something like that. You are beholden to the hardware, right, that is running the software of your existence. And so in this analogy, the software is your soul or your spirit, the program that's running behind the scenes. And the hardware is like your physical body. It's like you as a human entity. It's the creature that has been given a name and that you are associating with yourself. And I'm saying weird words like that because um, throughout all of my studies of spirituality and religion, and you all know my background as an interfaith minister, what what I've come to realize is that there is the creature known as us, that is, you know, the self, um, the tangible reality version of us who has a name and a physical presence and an identity of some sort or another and an ego and that they are existing in tangible reality. And that creature known as us measures their success through tangible milestones and things of that nature. And like, like the age of that creature matters and you know, perhaps the job of that creature matters and the the residents of that creature and the family members of that creature. And all of the, the tangible reality, the trappings of tangible reality are significant to that creature. But then there is the soul or the spirit or the universal life force energy who is operating behind those scenes. And to her, the creature is just one iteration of her. It is one manifestation of her. It is the tool through which she is filtering her information or her experience but she knows that she at the end of the day can take off those virtual reality goggles and she goes back to wherever it is that those spiritual entities get to go and whatever it is that they get to do and um that she is not just simply that creature and this is what eastern religion frequently talks about when we detach from our sense of self or when we are able to float up into the observer mentality that we all maintain it's kind of what Rene Descartes was talking about when he said famously I think therefore I am there's another component to that where so he was saying I think therefore I am which means the very fact that I can think about myself means that I exist 
because what he was pondering was like, how do we know if we even exist? How do we know if this is even real? And I'm sure you've all had thoughts like that before. Like, are we just in a simulation? Is any of this real? Am I just like a dream upon a dream or whatever it might be? Um, and Rene Descartes, he determined, but the very fact that I am asking that question and the very fact that I have thoughts to think or that I am peering out of my own eyes with awareness and consciousness, the very fact that I can think proves that I exist. Because if I wasn't thinking about it, <clears throat> I wouldn't be thinking about it, which would mean I wasn't there, which would mean I didn't exist, right? Um, somebody asked me the other day, like, if I could have, I think we were playing a game. I think me and my girlfriend were playing this game. She loves these games where she gets these little card packs, like decks of cards, and they ask us, like, questions for each other. So it'll be like, what's your favorite body part on me? Or like, if you could go back in time and tell yourself one thing, what would it be? And this question that came up the other night was like, if you could ask a crystal ball or like the universe on the whole or something, one question and have it answered, what would it be? And I don't remember what her answer was, but it was like a very reasonable and normal answer. And my answer was, and she was like, what? <laughs> but of course it made sense because it's me. But my answer was, um, I thought about this for quite a while. And then I said, I would ask it, why does consciousness need to exist? Like, what is the purpose of consciousness, right? Because there are so many creatures and beings that are alive and like, apparently they aren't, aren't having a consciousness, right? Like, I don't know that a rock that I consider to be a living entity or a crystal is conscious of the fact that it is alive or plants. Do they maintain a consciousness? Do, do insects maintain the similar form of consciousness that we have? Although insects have like, hive consciousness and like group consciousness that word was supposed to be group although it started, started saying like groove but i i just transitioned um and so willow and so the question was like why do we need that though like what is the ultimate reason for consciousness see that's the question i'd like to ask like the universe on the whole like what is it about it that we have to be sort of kind of like downloaded into these physical bodies and like dosed with some form of amnesia, but only a little bit so that we we believe the story of who we are, right? Like there's some component to it where we have to buy into and believe the story of who we are. We have to be like, I am this person, like I am Rian, I am a witch, I am a girl, right? See, there's all these things that they give us that maybe we can like throughout our lives dismantle to a degree. Whereas, isn't it interesting too, that much of the process of being on a spiritual path is dismantling the things they told us from the very beginning. It's like, you are you a person? Like, do you exist? Or are you other than a person? And you're just in a person's body. Like, are you a girl? Are you a, a, a daughter? Like, are you like, what are these roles that you've been assigned? Do they actually pertain to your identity or do you, can you like relinquish them or kind of take them off and then who would you be? You know, there's so much to be said for us shedding the labels that we've been given and taking them off and saying, what am I left with now? What am I left with now? Like, who am I now? And this is part of unpacking our own ego. And this is part of identifying like the true core of who we are, which is that soul, that spiritual entity running the show behind the scenes, right? 
So my question was like, why do we need to, to have that awareness though? Like, what's the point of it? And I wish I had an answer for you, but since I have not yet encountered that magical crystal ball, I do not know the answer, but I do have thoughts on the topic. However, none of those thoughts pertain to this podcast episode, which I am trying to maintain um, <laughs> a linear pathway on today. And I'm also trying to maintain like at a reasonable you know, length of time because I tend to ramble over the half an hour goal that I set for myself usually for these. Okay, so that said, what was I even saying at this point? Um, I think I was talking about how we are <clears throat> bringing in spiritual practices into our everyday life, right? And so here's why I'm saying this. The the spirit, the energy, the life force energy, whatever it might be, is is she's using our physical tangible bodies, right? She's using our physical bodies in order to operate within the tangible world. See, a human being, my guides told me this a long time ago, a human being is an interesting creature because it is both of the physical reality and it is also of the spiritual reality and it is like a blend of both worlds. And so our spiritual life force energy must utilize the tangible reality tools that it has around it in order to express itself in a spiritual capacity. And that's very cool to me and I really like that. Um, side note, a second ago I said um, that I believe that rocks are alive, although they might not have a consciousness. I will say this, that one time I was talking to my guides and I said to them, what if I wanted to reincarnate, but I wanted to have a life that was like just meditation? Like, what would that look like? And I was expecting them to say, oh, you'd become like a monk in the Middle Ages or a Tibetan monk or a Buddhist or something like that. And they said... Yeah, you could be any of those things, but also you could be a tree or a rock. And now I look at trees and like large boulders differently because I'm like, that is a soul who has decided to meditate for decades, if not hundreds of years. And I think that is so cool. And I absolutely love that. Now, I think that crystals have little energetic force fields within them that are kind of different. They're not necessarily about meditation so much as they're about like the vibrational energy field that, that they are resonating at. But in any event, I really love the idea that all things have some kind of life force energy. And as they get repurposed or as they get used or as they interact with the natural world, or even as they don't get repurposed or used or interact with the natural world and they simply sit somewhere either on a shelf or just kind of lost somewhere to space and time wherever they may be they are contributing to the energetic story that is being written as you know all of humanity and time powers on and I find that fascinating to think about but back on track so your spirit, your soul, your little life force energy is using your human form to express itself, okay? And so this is why I really resonate with everyday spiritual practices. I, I mean, not even just every day, but like almost every minute or every hour or something along those lines. And that might sound overwhelming, but I, I allow it to be not overwhelming because in all things and with all changes that we're trying to make, and this is like a life coaching tip as well as a witchcraft tip as well as a spiritual tip, um, we get the biggest results from modifying the things that we're already doing rather than trying to incorporate completely new behaviors. And so I'll talk about that with you in a second as well. But I want to say that... <clears throat> 
I don't want you to feel like there's any right or wrong way to do this. Some people really thrive when they access their witchcraft or their spirituality or their ritual side just during like specific times of the year. Like they really celebrate solstices or they really celebrate like solstices and equinoxes or they really celebrate like even just like regular holidays that we've been brought up on culturally, um, whether they celebrate Christian holidays in a secular way or they just kind of make things their own and they celebrate in that capacity. There's no, again, just because I'm the one recording the podcast does not mean that my way is going to work for you. And so there's, if you're someone who prefers to like store up or build a reserve of like your magical energy and then sort of flow it all out into a major holiday or a major like ritualistic experience, like that's awesome and that's beautiful and that's perfect. I am someone who I prefer to like microdose my life with um, little spiritual activities all the time. And so as a result, honestly, my larger ritual celebrations are kind of smaller than probably maybe other people's because I'm I'm feeling constantly connected. And so I just add to what I'm already doing to celebrate certain things rather than um, cultivating and creating large experiences for those time periods. Okay, so if you're new to spiritual practice or you're new to witch work or you're new to ritual or you're new to like figuring out like your own self-expression of your own spirituality, then I'm going to have some tips for you. So specifically, the girl who asked me this question, she was saying to me, um, how do I do this without getting overwhelmed? Like I'm super new and I'm just like, I want to do all the things. I don't know where to start and I don't want to become overwhelmed. Beautiful question. Perfect. I completely understand because because there's so much information out there and it can get overwhelming. Baby witches ask me all the time, well, what books should I read? This is an interesting question and difficult for me to answer because it depends on what you want to do. And then it's like, well, how do I know what I want to do if I don't read the books? And I want to go, yeah, exactly. Right. So like, um, you know, for a while I was recommending the Witch's Bible. It's an old book. It's dense. It's thick as shit. It's not really um, it's got a Wiccan bias. Um, and I am not a Wiccan, but it does have a Wiccan slant to it. Um, and it is not a book that you sit down and like read. Okay. This is a book that you consult with. Like, so it'll have different ritual suggestions or different times of the year or ways to celebrate this or that, or how to use your different, uh, witchy tools, things like that. It's, it's a good resource, but it's not like a reading book. Then for a little while, I was recommending the book called Witch by Lisa Lister. It's a good book. However, It is problematic um, for the trans community, and therefore it's problematic in my opinion. I am not trans, but I love my trans brothers and sisters very much. Um, I'm very fiercely protective of the trans community, and I am a huge advocate for them, and I will not endorse something that makes um, them feel any type of way. So that book I've stopped recommending. Um, I had a client or yeah, in my DMs over on Instagram. And she was talking to me about the um, that book, Witch. And she was saying she was trying to read it and it just was really like upping her dysmorphia. And, and I was like, throw that book in the fire, get rid of it if it's not helping you. And she goes, can't you just write a book? <laughs> and I told her, I've been trying. Like I absolutely have been trying. I would love to do it. Um, if someone could, you know, cast a spell for me to give me like, 
you know, 12 more hours in every day. And by the way, like if we could just make me have a little bit more energy to get all the things done that I want to get done, that'd be great. Okay, thanks. Um, Yeah, I'm working on it. uh, So I will keep you posted. But until then, you know, this is all I've really encountered that I really love that really explains what witchcraft is really about. And I can't really recommend that book anymore. So I will say this. Your best bet is YouTube, Instagram, Pinterest, and I guess Facebook to a degree. Um, I would start by watching videos. And here's the thing. This is like the advice that I give to people who are dating as well or people who are trying to find new friends or something like that. I want you to cast a wide net. So that's like an old saying that's like about fishing, (laughs) which is not in my wheelhouse, despite my solidified lesbian status, not much of a fishing person. However, if you cast a wide net, you have the opportunity to get more fish. This is theoretically what that saying, I think, means. Casting a wide net means you're going to have the opportunity to catch more fish. And so what am I talking about? What does that mean? It means I want you to like, really like overwhelm yourself with a lot of information rather than sticking to just one person. And this can bring us right back to my previous episode on gatekeeping. If you encounter a witch or a spiritual teacher who's like, follow me and only me, listen to me and only me, I know everything and no one else knows anything, run for the hills, please. Like run away as fast as you can. But if you can cast a wide net, if you can take in a lot of content, if you can like And if you get overwhelmed easily, set yourself like a mini goal. Do like one video per week or one video per day or something like that. And like get yourself a notebook and it can be like a boring notebook, doesn't have to be super pretty or it can be like a super fancy blinged out notebook, whatever resonates with you. But get yourself a notebook and like take notes on the things that resonate with you and anything that doesn't feel right to you, just don't do that. Like you are empowered enough to make those decisions. And that is what I like about spirituality and witch work rather than organized religion. Organized religions tend to have more stringent rules. They tend to be more like, this is how we do this, like this and like that, not like that and like that. And witchcraft is kind of like, well, what does it feel like to you? And what's working for you and what resonates with you. And witchcraft says that because what they're doing is they're acknowledging that little spirit that's that's moving your human body around. And they're actually talking to her and they're saying, does this practice feel natural to you as an expression of yourself or does this practice feel better for you? And then your little spirit inside goes, oh, I actually really want to connect in this way or no, I really want to connect in that way. So for me, I really connect to spirit through candle work and through crystal work and through ornate rituals that I designed myself and through the process of anointing and carving and going out seeking like natural items and all that kind of stuff. Whereas other witches really might resonate more with um, specific altar work or being out in nature and meditation and communicating in that way or anything. There's a lot of different ways that your work can manifest. And for me, I have a certain set of things that I like to do that I have found are number one, super successful and actually provide results. But number two, that make me feel more like myself. And ultimately, that's the goal. Because when we are doing anything that makes us feel more like ourselves, what we're doing is we're listening to and responding to and and awakening that spirit 
that lives within us and we're allowing her to have a say and we're connecting to her. So when we do something that really feels like ourselves, then we're like, yes, that's her speaking through us. That's her moving through us. Um, Also, side note, I intentionally use female pronouns um, on purpose because we live in a patriarchal society and I like to normalize the default being female pronouns. So please don't at me. I already know I'm doing it. I am doing it on purpose and it is okay. So casting a wide net means listening to a lot of different podcasts or listening to a lot of YouTube videos or whatever it might be. I also want you to follow a bunch of different accounts. I want you to make your social media world like work for you. So if you are into spirituality and you are becoming a more spiritual person and bringing that into your life, like let's flood your life with it. Follow a bunch of hashtags that are in alignment with like witch work and spirituality. Follow a bunch of cool accounts. Get on some like I don't know, mailing lists in your inbox, if that's still a thing, <laughs> like whatever, am I dating myself? Um, go on to Pinterest and make yourself a variety of awesome witchy Pinterest boards, make some witchy friends, get really brave, make a post that says like looking for more spiritual and witchy friends, like leave someone you recommend for me in the comments and go ahead and do that because I want your life to support where you're going, not where you're coming from. And a lot of times our social media worlds are like all about who we used to be. And then like we feel trapped by it. And then we're like, oh, I can't post this thing because like this person I used to know will judge me and they're very verbal and vocal about their judgment. Well, F that. Delete that person, post your thing, find people who are going to read your thing and be like, hell yeah, because that's where you're trying to go. I want your worlds to support where you're going, not where you are coming from, that no longer is you and no longer supports you. So if you needed a permission slip to go ahead and delete someone, take it. It's yours. I will write you thousands of those permission slips. Do it right now. Get rid of anybody that doesn't make you feel alive in a good way. Get rid of anyone that doesn't make you feel like your best self or like your truest self or like the place that you're going. And if you can't delete them completely, put those bitches in restricted profile mode. Let them not see you. Rant over. Um, The other thing you can do to incorporate more witchy spiritual stuff into your regular life. So we talked about books. There are so many books. So I'm going to get to that in one second. Um, We talked about casting a wide net in terms of media. So I want you to like really flood yourself with good stuff that resonates with you. Um, As for books, like I said, there's not really a lot of books that I've encountered. And yo, if you have a suggestion that's like, a broad range kind of overview of witchcraft that like makes us feel um, like we understand just like the foundation of it, not necessarily the specifics of it. Like, please hit me up and let me know. Um, But so once you figure out, well, what kind of witchcraft are you into? And so the only way you can really figure that out is through starting to practice. So this is where it kind of gets into a circular pattern with baby witches who are messaging me and they're like, I don't know where to begin. And I'm kind of like, just start. And they're kind of like, I don't know how to know where to start. And then it's like a wall gets hit, right? Once you can get over that hump and you can just like get yourself out there and get yourself started in the world, um, you'll start to learn what things resonate with you and what things do not. And there is where you have a jumping off point for where you really want to 
dive in and find books that are specific to your craft. Um, You might find that Wicca really is great for you. You might find that you love writing your own spells. You might find that you really don't love writing your own spells and you simply want to have spells written for you. So spell books might be great for you at that point. Um, You might find that you want inspiration for spells, but you don't know how to start. So spell books might be great for that too. Um, You might find that you really are into any other kinds of witchcraft. Now, side note, voodoo and hoodoo are considered closed practices, which means you're not allowed to call yourself a voodoo priestess or a practitioner unless you really have lineage or, or ancestry there or you've been like initiated by a legitimate voodoo practitioner who has run you through everything that you need to go through in order to to do that work or to give yourself that title. That said, I was mentored for quite a long time um, by a wonderful voodoo priestess um, and she has empowered me to modify the work that she has taught me for my own um, needs and to share those teachings with others um, because quite frankly, at this point, there's so much of it already out there that she's like, it's fine, go ahead and share it and teach it the right way, um, but you are not allowed to call yourself you know, a voodoo priestess, which makes perfect sense because I am not of that lineage and I, I would never dare to hold the title that I don't, that I don't actually belong to. Um, so there's books on that, um, but I do want you to to approach anything that's closed with a grain of salt and to try to reach out to people who can kind of work with you and speak to you on the topics before you make any assertions or give yourself any titles. But there's books on everything. And so I want you to kind of like start with media, start with the simple stuff. Some of these spells on Pinterest are just complete BS, but some of them are great. And it's like, you're only going to find out what works for you and what doesn't if you start to do things, right? The hardest thing and the biggest hump is getting over that imposter syndrome that we all carry. That's like, oh, but am I good enough to do this? Am I special enough? Am I like witchy enough? Like, do I actually have this kind of power? And I just want to say to you, um, You're only going to know if you try, Um, but also the answer is yes. (laughs) You definitely have that kind of power. You definitely are good enough, smart enough, witchy enough, powerful enough, sacred enough. You definitely are all of the enoughs that you need to be in order to step into your practice. And along with that, you can hear me say that to you all you want, but you won't believe me until you actually start to do it. And so I just want you to just do it. Whatever you need to do to trick yourself in order to start something, start it. Do you need to reward yourself afterwards? Do you need to like psych yourself up with like some music? Do you need to like, I don't know. I I don't know what you need to do. Do you need to watch the craft? Like whatever you need to do, do it. And then take some action on your own behalf. Light a candle and talk to it. You can do it. And then once you start doing your rituals and your magic and your stuff like that, you you can alter it to fit your needs. So how do we do spiritual things on a regular basis without it becoming overwhelming? I want you to put yourself through mini courses where you just have little goals for yourself, like you're going to learn about one thing a month or you're going to do something for a certain moon. And then I want you to be gentle with yourself if you can or can't do it. Just let it be. And also I want you to like find ways to connect on your everyday basis. So like I said, when I teach... um, life coaching skills and all kinds of other spiritual practices and stuff like that. I like to talk about how it's most powerful to modify what you're already doing in your life 
rather than integrate something completely new. So you are going to be doing both things as you walk your path of witchcraft. You're going to be doing new rituals, new spells, new new things completely to you. You're going to suddenly find yourself being like, that tree over there is talking to me. I have to go and hear what it has to say. And that's probably a new thing for you, or maybe it's not. Um, but you're also like still doing your regular stuff, right? So a really common one that everybody seems to know about now, which is fun and also kind of sad because it was like one of my like little secrets for a long time, is like the coffee. So you can take your cup of coffee if you're already making coffee or tea every morning and as you're stirring it, I want you to stir it with positive intentions. Use your hands as your greatest magic wands. Like use your hands and your fingers and the, your palms as like your greatest energy um, what's a good word for this? Like the, the energy source or like energy transference objects. I don't know. Use your hands to transfer the energy. And as you're stirring, if you stir clockwise, you're stirring in something positive. And if you stir counterclockwise, you're removing something. And you're telling your coffee, like, as I drink this coffee, I am drinking love and blessings and positivity. I'm drinking in a good mood. A lot of the times I'm drinking in, like, patience and, like, calm and, like, rational thought and, like, lots of energy. You know, I'm stirring those things into my coffee. Or if you're stirring counterclockwise, you're just, like, take away my stress, take away my anxiety, take away my irritability, take away you know, my fears of today, whatever it might be, and allow yourself to visualize that energy going through your hands and from your body, right through, like from that special, like spirit, little energy entity living behind your eyes and let that person or individual put all that energy into your coffee and then thus make it into a magical potion or an elixir concoction of some kind that you have blessed and you have altered through the power of your intention um, you can do this with like setting your table. You can do this with like getting dressed. As I adorn my body with these clothes, I am, you know, holding the energy of like beauty or of simplicity or of grace or of kindness. And whatever kind of vibe you're hoping to radiate, you're talking to your clothes about that vibe and you're saying like, this is how I want to come across please and thank you. I always do that. I always please and thank you. I'm always talking to everything and then saying please and thank you. Like if you want to participate in this with me, I would appreciate it. Please and thank you. Like I'm just trying to be polite and respectful of the energy because I'm asking some other entity to work with me, right? So as you do anything you do, ritualize it. When you're in the shower, and I'm obsessed with this for empaths. When you are in the shower, I always want you to take an energy shower as you're taking a cleansing shower. Like wash your body and wash your energy field. Watch all that energy go down the drain. I like to visualize the energy I'm washing off of me as if it is colors, like very colorful. And like I watch it wash down with the liquid until the, the water runs clear and my energy is clean. So do you see in this way how everything you're doing can become a symbolic ritual? When you're washing your laundry, set the intention at, that as you pour the soap in that it is cleansing the energy of all of the items inside the washing machine and it is washing them clean. When you are like arranging your child's stuffed animals, ask the stuffed animals to like protect the child as she sleeps and to take care of her and provide her comfort and become an extension of your mother's love. As you are brushing your hair, with every brush of my hair, I am brushing away negative energy or anything that I'm holding on to that I'm ready to release, whether I'm conscious of it or not. As I untangle my hair, so do I untangle my um, entwinements with others that I no longer wish to have. 
right? Um, When you put on your shoes, when you put on your socks, when you put on your coat, when you put on your glasses, please allow these glasses to help me see the world clear with more clarity and truth and beauty. Whatever it is, I want you to just go about your regular life, but go about your regular life with some purposeful intention. Because like number one, how much better is that? But number two, that is how we get things done. Like that is how we start to really shift our world. If you can put your hands on your car and say, I bless you and I invoke Archangel Michael and ask that we be safe in all of our travels and that we are like, you know, protected and, you know, maybe invisible to speed traps. (laughs) Like these, all these things do something. I swear to you, I promise you, I'm telling you the truth. So start there. If you are a baby witch and you're just starting out and you're feeling overwhelmed and, oh my God, there's so many things and what crystals am I supposed to have and what crystals am I not supposed to have and what kind of color candles do I need to have and what kind of incense do I have to burn and, oh my God, what holiday is what? Am I celebrating the equinoxes right? Oh, I missed this moon at this exact moment. Which app do I need? What about my zodiac sign and how does that come into play? Oh my God, am I saging correctly? Like whatever. I want you to like just be like, take a deep breath and just start with what you're already doing. But just start communicating with the world and the energy around you a little bit more. Put your blessings into things. My caveat with this is that I only want you using your powers for good. I do not want you ever handing somebody something that you filled up with bad energy. Because first of all, that's gross. Second of all, it's like super shady. But third, guess what? Every time you put negative energy onto someone or something, you had to channel that energy right through your body in order to get it to infuse with that spell or that item or whatever it is. That energy had to originate within you in order to be imbued into that item. And so you have to take yourself to a special kind of place in order to fill yourself up with enough concentrated energy that you can give it to, to anyone or anything. And that's not really a place I want you to be. I would much rather you just radiate at this beautiful resonance that kind of just obliterates anything that doesn't meet you where you're at. I want you to radiate at such a lovely vibrational energy field that anything negative is just like, ugh, no point going over there. That's what I want for you. That's what I'd rather you do. So start there. Start by turning your regular life into a magical life without making any changes except for the intention and the purpose, the purposeful, intentional energy that you are bringing to all of your behaviors. And from there, everything else is gravy, quite honestly. So you can go ahead and rest a little easier knowing that your very essence, just the way that you are, just the very fact that you're alive is witchy AF already. And that all you're going to do is start to turn that dial up a little bit and use that power that you already innately have by intentionally now communicating with everything that you're interacting with rather than just subliminally doing it and seeing like let the chips fall where they may and seeing what happens. I just want you to intentionally do it. I want you to intentionally do what you're already doing. And along with that, start to allow your world to shift around with purpose as well. Follow different accounts, bring in different energy, do some research on your own, and let yourself know that ultimately this is a sandbox and you're just playing and you're just figuring things out. You can't go wrong as long as your heart's in the right place with this kind of work. So trust yourself. Don't do things that are too big, too fast, but allow yourself to just Dive into it and see what is going to come of it and let yourself kind of just 
breathe in the beautiful energy of allowing yourself to be interested in something and to dive into it and make it work for you. I hope that this was helpful. I'm still under 40 minutes, which was my secret second goal. (laughs) But I love talking to you guys and I love recording these podcasts and I love hearing from you. So please send me a message if you are so inclined, especially if you have something you'd like for me to chat about on the podcast and upcoming episodes. And I hope that you all have a beautiful, wonderful witchy week. Please do come find me on my website. Um, We have a witchy subscription box and a crystal of the month subscription service that we have. We also have like lots of cool crystal bags and fun stuff over on the website so check me out moonstonewitchery.com and i hope to hear from you all soon blessed be